TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. That paleo show making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Today's guest has a very clear and direct message, and she needs your help to tell the Heart Foundation to stop giving advice and promoting food that causes heart disease. Many of you may have seen posts about the Heart Foundation petition on Facebook or via your social media. You might have even seen people holding signs with funny hashtags on them, and Chef Pete Evans is even publicly backing the petition. So what's it all about? Let's open up the discussion in order to understand more about the importance of this message. Welcome to the show, activist, writer, blogger, speaker, founder of Get a Fresh Start and the Heart Foundation petition, Jesse Rymers. Hello, thanks for having me on. Welcome, Jesse. Um, we're pretty pumped to have a good chat with you today, and I know you've been working really hard to get your message out to people about the Heart Foundation tick. What got you started on this mission, and, and why is it so important to you? Yeah, so you may have noticed how passionate I am about it. It is really important to me. Um, what got me started was how sick I became eating um, the the kind of standard grain-based, um, you know, high-dairy normal diet that most Australians are brought up on Um, and yeah I became very very unwell um, and was basically just told to you know that it was in my head that food had nothing to do with my symptoms Um, you know take antidepressants and sleeping pills and um, yeah after I was hospitalized multiple times a couple of years ago I I kind of realized that the advice I was being given obviously wasn't helping me and it was either do or die so I started doing my own research um, and when I found out what the Heart Foundation were actually promoting to people as not only like heart healthy, um, but also what they were putting their ticks on in the supermarket, I was absolutely appalled. And I couldn't believe that they were getting away with it when people knew better and the science and research was out there that what they were telling people was absolutely atrocious. So I couldn't sit back and do nothing. Um, so I decided I would do something. So, Jesse, you know, some people will listen to stories like this and they'll say, oh, yeah, but, but that's like, that's a personal story. You know, that's a one-off. What about the, what about the research, you know? And they'll say, obviously, if all these experts are saying that, you know, margarine is good or whatever these Heart Foundation foods are are good, then it must be true. So, um, obviously, you've done the research. And so, what did you discover when you started looking at, I guess, the research, you know, after having your own personal story, when you started looking at the research behind that and how that can be extrapolated to the whole population? What did you discover? Mm. Yeah, so I really looked into stuff by um, the Western A. Price Foundation in particular, but also just a whole range of research. Um, And the importance of traditional nourishing saturated fats and cholesterol in the diet just kept coming up again and again. Like there's meta-analysis out there now with over 340,000 subjects that was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that found no correlation between saturated fat and heart disease. Um, And I just kept finding out in, in like traditional cultures and um, cultures all around the world how important traditional fats were um, you know for gut health for hormones for sexual function for virtually everything um, and the fact that they're actually protective against heart disease as well um, and also like the heart foundation actually say on their website um, that sugar 
as a nutrient um, is only a concern in terms of dental caries and that really blows my mind because there is so much science and research like they really are an embarrassment to the medical and scientific establishment um, when they just don't even acknowledge the huge amount of research and there's even research linking added sugar and heart disease which is linked in with the petition as well so you can find a list of a massive list of studies in the petition Um, it's not just one or two studies it's a huge long list Um, And obviously, like, I don't know how they can say sugar is only a concern in terms of dental caries. What about diabetes and what about added sugar in terms of obesity? Um, You know, there's a huge amount of science done around sugar and all of the um, health ramifications from added sugar. And when you're taking stuff like Milo cereal, which is 27% refined sugar, it just blows my mind that they can get away with that. It doesn't make any sense at all, Jesse, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're uh, on this campaign to raise this awareness and, and have it go just out of health circles into the mainstream. And you mentioned there about the importance of uh, dietary fat and Western A Price Foundation guidelines, and it, it just got me thinking, um, why, why is it that you think that dietary guidelines are um, so far behind? Like with, when it comes to political science and so forth, you look at countries like Sweden who are, who are quite ahead of us um, mm. in, in that respect. Why do you think in Australia it, it, it uh, takes so long to implement these changes? Money. It's all about corporate bias um, and food industry. Um, there's no transparency within our – like the Dietitians Association of Australia – Um, major sponsors are Nestle and Unilever and the Heart Foundation obviously with their tick program um, Nestle have a lot of ticks again um, and Unilever and Flora Proactive and stuff so it all comes back to corporate bias and uh, agenda to you know sell lots of food products and also Pfizer are a major sponsor of the Heart Foundation as well Um, so it all comes back to cholesterol lowering medication and making millions if not billions off the public off the public um with stuff that is really really detrimental to their health mm. jesse i can't help but think about like my own health journey and i've gone from being you know really unhealthy and tried to, to heal myself through food and one of the steps that i did take was to look at those guidelines and oh this does have a tick on it it must be good for me how do you suggest that people go about um educating themselves what are some of the steps that we can you know give to them uh you can follow my blog i've got a fair bit of information on <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> there but um yeah no i think it just really comes back down to um you know like what documentaries are a really fantastic place to start Um, the food matters and hungry for change and those kinds of documentaries. But I think it just comes back to looking at what our um, probably grandparents or even great-grandparents now um, would eat and just really like simplifying it, breaking it down into what is actually a food. Um, And, you know, so it's just fruit, vegetables, meat and traditional fat. So if it wasn't around, you know, 60, 80, 100 years ago, it's not a hugely necessary part of the diet. I mean, there's room for leeway and, you know, I've kind of relaxed a bit because I found that going hardcore and, you know, freaking out if something wasn't organic or getting really stressed about what I was eating when I was out was worse for my health as well. So um, just eating mostly, you know, real food and, um, if you know, if it grows in the ground or it moves around, then it's, you know, probably okay to eat. If it's got a Heart Foundation tick of approval, avoid it like the play because there's food industry um, – bias and yeah 
And Absolutely. I reckon it's not just the Heart Foundation tick either. I mean, it's really, it's oh, yeah. all of those health claims that are out there, like low mm. fat, no sugar, um, you know, all of those marketing spin health claims that are just plastered across all of our food. And, you know, some people would say, well, if it's got a health claim, don't eat it because yeah. it's in a packet, you know. Absolutely. And I reckon that's not a bad way to start thinking about it, is it? Absolutely. So broccoli doesn't have a health claim. It's just broccoli and it doesn't (laughs) Doesn't need need a packet (laughs) and it doesn't have various ingredients. So, you know, we shouldn't be eating something which has 50 ingredients. If it's one ingredient, then it's an appropriate food for our bodies and we will actually recognize it as a food and be able to assimilate those nutrients appropriately. So yeah, no sugar and low fat um, generally means chemical bleep storm and, um, yeah, like all of the artificial sweeteners, additives, preservatives, like we're not just looking at something that, you know, has dodgy fats in it or, um, yeah, it's and there's that. a whole gamut of problems when you're looking at the processed food. And what they say in Food Matters is to scan the perimeter of the supermarket because that's where real food is. I prefer to go one step further and boycott the big two altogether and go to farmer's markets and that kind of thing and local organic butchers and, you know, give my money directly to the farmer instead of, paying them ter- terribly like the big two do but yeah that's a whole other story and well done on the self-censorship there jesse because we know how much you like a swear word so <laughs> <laughs> you did it beautifully uh, she's doing well <laughs> um recently there was a, an a current affair uh, story about um you know the paleo lifestyle but it also tied in the dietitians association of australia and also the the tick as well um, mm. The Heart Foundation did put a statement up on their website. They they spoke about, you know, blah, 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 we recommend a, a balance of this or that. And then they finished off with saying, every single product must meet strict nutritional standards to obtain tick approval. Foods are independently analysed to ensure they meet nutrient criteria before they receive the tick. And I that just yeah. got me wondering, uh, in your travels, have you come across what's necessary, um, the whole of picture, what's necessary for a company to get that tick or a food product to get that tick? Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be low in saturated fat, um, which means it can have stuff like margarine and canola oil and all the highly inflammatory oils in it, just as long as it doesn't have like coconut oil and um, kind of animal saturated fats, which... Um, you all know, and you know, a lot of the research on it is on my website. Um, that's actually the opposite of what we should be doing. So it's not not good um, standards to have anyway. Um, and the other thing is, it has to be low in salt. Um, and then there are some standards around energy intake, so total energy intake and um, fiber, I believe. So there's no standards around sugar at all. It can be as high in sugar as it wants to be. Um, and yeah, they're looking at the wrong fats in their guidelines. And as well, um, salt is actually essential for health. Anyone that's done any kind of science or chemical study will understand the sodium potassium pump is essential to life. You know, our blood has water and, um, salt in it, sodium. So, um, yeah, obviously we don't want to be having table salt. So that's probably a relatively okay part of the tick, but they even on their website, they say not to cook with salt and not to use salt, which is actually a really dangerous recommendation as well because we do need natural salt in our diet. With regards to uh, money, how, how much how much do they contribute? Uh, does a company need to contribute to get that tick, do you know? Um, I think it varies. Like when you have the tick, I think they pay 300000 for that. Um, but I think it does actually vary based on company to company uh tick to tick i'm not too sure it is kind of difficult to find that information yeah. because obviously they don't want people knowing that companies do like the tick is bought 
Um, you know, I know they keep saying that it's based on their standards, but their standards are the wrong standards anyway, so it just doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, <laughs> certainly, um, definitely uh, good to, to see that people are examining it and, and looking at the bigger picture rather than just taking it on face value, and I guess that's what this is all about. Jesse. I was interested when we were, you were talking about the, the good fats and so on, and I remembered I had a mate that was like a, a margarine fiend because of all the health claims. And um, I actually um, did a bit of an experiment with him and we got um, some good grass-fed butter and we got just uh, whatever margarine he was using at the time and we um, put them on a plate, chucked them in his mm. gar- chucked them both down on the floor in his garage, left them for a couple of days, came back without a word of a lie. The butter was all, um, you know, all the bugs were stuck into it and uh, margarine completely intact. And um, it just alarms me that someone can be promoting foods that, um, you know, what do they do to the inside of our body? Like, if nature won't touch it, surely we shouldn't be either. Absolutely. And I believe Cindy O'Meara from Changing Habits um, still has a tub of margarine in her cupboard that's been there for years and years and looks exactly (coughs) the same. So, yeah, margarine is um, highly, highly processed and has been found to be extremely inflammatory and actually linked with heart disease um, and other things like macular degeneration and, you know, chronic inflammation. So it is an absolute atrocity that they are recommending we replace fats with margarine. It's really, really scary stuff. Um, I do know a woman that um, would only buy things with a tick of approval and died of a massive heart attack. And I know, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation um, and stuff like that, but I did find it pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's a bit of a worry when the ants are seemingly showing more intelligence when it comes to these foods than the organisations that are supposed to be giving us advice. That's that's a bit concerning. So what can people do, Jesse? Obviously, we've seen so many people at the moment on social media and in the media, obviously being led at the moment by Pete Evans, who's doing an amazing job sharing this message. He was just on radio here in Adelaide this morning. There have been so many other people on social media sharing images and pictures and really promoting this message. So what can people do? I guess, first of all, how do they go about signing? up for the petition but then over and above that what can they do to help support this grassroots movement in their community yeah so um everyone can obviously sign the petition it's on change.org or it's on my um facebook and blog which is get a fresh start um at the moment we're getting everyone to change their profile picture to the one that i have on my instagram and facebook page so it's actually the tick with a, a black cross through it Um, So that's a really visual representation and length of the petition in that way as well. Um, We do need 65,000 plus more signatures to get to our goal of 100,000 by next Tuesday. So that's pretty scary. So I think it would be really cool if people um, shared the petition with pages and celebrities and chefs and other people with big followings um, and ask them to get involved as well. It would be fantastic. The more awareness we can raise about this, the better it will be. and what else? Yeah, just um, if everyone can write their message on a piece of paper um, with their particular message to the Heart Foundation, whether that be, um, you know, we want real food or boycott the tick or stop promoting margarine or whatever. Um, and the hashtags we're using on social media are hashtag Heart Foundation Petition and hashtag Flick the Tick and hashtag Boycott the Tick as well. And feel free to tag me and I'll reshare it. Um, so it is really, I think social media is where it's at because. Um, they can't really, you know, do anything about the amount of noise we can make on social media. It is a fantastic tool to spread the word and get it out there. Um, 
So, yeah, that's what we're doing at the moment. Nice, yeah. And that paleo show right across it as well. We've uh, got some stuff up. This episode's going to go to air on the 10th of October, Friday, around midday. And awesome. uh, you've got until Tuesday the following week to, uh, to get your signature on the petition. So we'll give it a good pump. Um, we've had a, a question come through here, actually, from one of our social media followers, Nadine, from um, Central Queensland Paleo Meetup Group. She says, um, do you think the Heart Foundation coincidentally wants people's input because it's their 25-year anniversary? And I, I wonder if you could share with us why you think they're asking for input. Uh <laughs> Yeah, well, they said in a release, a media release to the Herald Sun that it had nothing to do with um, all the noise being made about the tick of approval, uh, which I find a little bit hard to believe because they are in the media everywhere and getting in quite a bit of strife for their tick program. Um, so I, I think the 25-year thing is kind of just a little bit convenient and a way for them to avoid, you know, more PR nightmare. Um, hopefully it has something to do with the noise we've been making or, you know, if not great as well but yeah if everyone can also fill in the survey obviously and um put you know what you want and why you want the tick of approval to be scrapped or if there is a tick of approval only have it on actual food um but the petition is also a lot more than just the tick i think they're trying to um sidestep the issue and they've also said in their review that there will be food industry representatives on the committee which is disturbing to me um and that the review won't be complete till end of next year and i think that's too late like the health ramifications that we're seeing in the health of Australians is terrible and something needs to be done right now. So by all means, do the survey, um, fill that in, but, you know, keep spreading the word and keep pumping the petition. And if you have a local radio station or, um, you know, any media that you would like to see this story and contact them as well and feel free to pass on my details, I'd be happy to speak with them. So, yeah, that's my take on that. Nice. No, that's fantastic, Jesse. And I know that you've also got um, an event coming up here um next year can you tell us about that yeah sure so it's a two-day workshop and it's called um transform your health and life and my nutrition lecturer um leonie mcdonald is um co-presenting with me um and she's really the woman that um instilled this passion in me and and told me what margarine actually was and what the food pyramid was based on which is basically um you know invented by kellogg's and food industry to sell more grains and dairy and meat and product. So she um, is an amazing, inspirational woman and we're going to be um, teaching people how to actually, you know, embrace real nutrition and avoid all of the um, corporate propaganda bias and how to transform their health basically, um, removing toxins from your household products and um, how to, you know, cook simple, nourishing, healthy meals that won't break the bank and take a million hours and they'll be personalized nutrition plan and basically we'll just have a fantastic weekend and really get back to basics and enjoy ourselves so if you're interested in that check it out on my blog and come along that sounds awesome mm. so yeah. jesse for the people listening at home i mean if they if they're wanting to make some of these changes obviously you've made some enormous changes in your health and your diet and all of those things so you know where do you suggest people start i mean is it reading food labels is it certain food groups they should start by taking out of their diet um i think it's by better adding to- in yeah, I think it's better to add in. It gets really stressful when you try and take heaps of things out. Um, what What is easier is crowding the dodgy stuff out by adding better stuff in. So I think everyone can eat more vegetables um, and a really easy way to that to do that is um, juicing and, and blending is really quite popular. 
um, but also steaming and, you know, have a big roast and that kind of thing. Um, one thing that I am a real stickler for is good quality um, animal products. I just refuse to be involved with caged eggs and factory farming, um, not only for animal welfare purposes, but just because the, um, you know, the properties in the meat and eggs will be so, so completely different you know, the omega-3, omega-6 ratio and also avoiding antibiotics and chemicals and, um, you know, GMOs, soy and corn and all the other nasty stuff. So, um, yeah, just sourcing good quality meat either from a butcher or just always going organic for your meat and then doing the best that you can to get organic or at least local chemical-free fruit and veg. And just starting with that, like meat, fruit and veg, it's just add heaps of that in. Um, and then, you know, other stuff will be crowded out as a result and nourishing fat as well because – Fat is extremely satiating, so it stops you craving loads of the more rubbishy foods, which is great. Yeah, I love that, Jesse, and I, I totally get that. And I know that you're a big fan of bone broths as well, and I was wondering if I could put you on the spot off the top of your head if you could let us know your, your favorite bone broth recipe. Yeah, sure. So I've got a few, and I do have a recipe on my blog for it as well. Um, we either use, we switch between um, lamb marrow bones and um, a big organic chicken carcass. Um, and we do, we put um, a huge amount, we do like 10 litres at once on the stove, put a lot of filtered water in so you're not getting all the fluoride and rubbish if you're in an area which has fluoride. Um, and a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar really helps to draw the minerals out of the bones as well. Then use some natural Celtic sea salt um, and just really do it on like the lowest heat possible for hours and hours and hours, like probably 8 to 12, even 24 hours if possible. You can also do it in a slow cooker. Um, and in the last hour or so, I also like to chuck in a whole bunch of vegetables and some kombu or a little bit of seaweed as well for even more mineral density. Um, and I also do make um, congee out of it as well. So my kids, we just get organic white rice and then slow cook the bone broth into that and they have that as like a nutrient-dense porridge for dinner as well so that's not strictly paleo obviously but I'm a pretty big fan of white rice and um, getting enough carbs in I'm breastfeeding so I need carbs and I think kids need good quality carbs as well so yeah and it's a great way to go that's awesome thanks for sharing and uh, I'm sure people will, uh, will be checking out that recipe on your blog uh, you touched yeah. on you touched on something actually there a, a really good lead into my next query which was um, your stance on breastfeeding and I really love what you're doing with regards to to shift the awareness and and uh, create some positive conversation about it. Can you tell mm. us about why that's a, a passion for you? Yeah, sure. So with my first um, child, Dominic, I've got my um, birth and story up on my blog as well, which is pretty amazing and kind of too difficult to go into in too much detail on this kind of thing. Um, but basically there was a huge amount of unnecessary intervention with my first child um, and I was really quite unwell um, and had postnatal depression probably as a direct result of that. Um, so I breastfed him for the first five months and I saw all these formula commercials on the TV and they were saying, um, you know, formula is the next best thing to breast milk and if you want to move on from breastfeeding. Um, and because I was unwell and I didn't have the kind of support and resources around me, I put him on formula for the next two years and he's got pretty significant gut health problems um, as a result, well, what I believe as a result of that, as well as um, vaccinations at birth, which um, they didn't get my consent for. So, yeah, I'm really quite passionate about breastfeeding. I don't know if, if anyone has seen the film Microbirth that just came out. If not, I recommend going on their website and 
watching that film because it really goes into the gut flora and how interventions in pregnancy, birth, and whether we breastfeed or not is really, really changing the gut flora of our children um, and in a really dramatically negative way. So I have done a lot of research into the benefits of breastfeeding. And I'm also really passionate. Like I fully understand that not every woman can breastfeed. And breastfeeding is bloody hard work. I had mastitis six times with my second child, Ned, and he's still breastfed at eight months. And I plan on continuing that because the World Health Organization recommend breastfeeding um, six months solely and then up to two years and beyond. Like the world normal breastfeeding range is up to four years. And, you know, I thought that was pretty gross as a kid because we've been taught to sexualize breasts and everything is taboo and blah, blah, blah. But if we normalize breastfeeding and publicly breastfeed and, you know, I breastfeed on a hessian sack in the mud at the markets, just do it anywhere, anytime. Um, we are mammals. It is the normal way to feel that, feed our children. But I'm, I'm probably yabbering on for like two hours because it's something I'm really passionate about. But it is really, really important to understand the benefits of breastfeeding. And I don't think formula should exist at all. I'm really passionate about recommending human milk for human babies, which is um, a donor milk. Tom, can you not do that, please? Donor milking, uh, donor milk and, and wet nursing is really something that I'm really passionate about as well. And you can ask these women for their medical records to, you know, check that the milk you're getting is... Um, you know, free of obviously medical problems and that kind of thing. So um, I'm just really, really passionate about that. I think women um, and babies deserve breast milk. And if you look at the ingredients on most, pretty much all of the formula, it's like soybean oil and um, highly processed milk solids, which oxidize the cholesterol. And I think it's just a highly inflammatory acidic food. And I would not want to feed it to my baby. And I'm quite upset that I fed it to my first child, but you can only do better when you know better. So I'm passionate about getting the information out there so that people can do better when they know better. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about doing the best you can with what you've got and what you know. And I think, um, you know, like um, anything, the fact that we're having conversations is going to help create a shift. Um, so Jesse, I was wondering, like, obviously we're not particularly happy with the Heart Foundation for many reasons right now. Do you think there is a place for the Heart Foundation? And if you do, what would it look like? I do. It would take a huge amount of work to change what they're doing now. I would like to see um, pretty much all charities like the Cancer Council and, you know, all the pink ribbon stuff and all that rubbish where we raise money to give it to drug companies to create a non-existent cure because I strongly disagree that synthetic drugs can ever cure or really heal anything. Um, my idea of a charity, and I do want to have my own charity one day if possible, um, is to go out in the community and really teach people about prevention. So um, teaching them about birth empowerment, teaching them about breastfeeding, teaching them about real nutrition that is definitely not based on the food pyramid or inflammatory oils, um, teaching them about toxic household chemicals and products which is another thing I'm really passionate about because the industry is basically has no standards and can just use any kind of cocktail of chemical poisons that you know change our endocrine disruptors have been shown to change male fish into female fish um, you know have these really devastating effects on fetuses and children especially in pregnant women when we look at the umbilical cord in a pregnant woman now we're seeing over 220 chemicals in the umbilical cord um, teaching people about, you know, I'm, I want to, my next lobby is probably going to be getting bloody fluoride out of the water. 
Um, so really teaching about prevention. I'm sick of this cure stuff. If we prevent most of these diseases that we're seeing are lifestyle preventable diseases. So I want all charities to be teaching about prevention, um, v- optimizing vitamin D because even though we're in like the sunniest country ever, you know, most of us are vitamin D deficient because we're fearing the sun. So just, yeah, getting out in the community, teaching people how to cook simple nourishing meals, um, teaching kids how to grow their own food, all that kind of thing. It all needs to be education-based and preventative-based in my opinion. Jesse, can I come and live in your commune? <laughs> Absolutely. I do want to create a commune at some point. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah rainwater tanks, um, solar panel, everything. It's going to be sick. Vegetable yeah. gardens, chickens. Someone else can kill the animals because I don't want to do that bit, but, yep. Yeah, community childcare, like, yeah, take it back to to simple stuff. And I like that mission with the getting the chloride and stuff out of the water as well. Um, That was going to be my next question is um, what's the next cause after the tick, after your campaign, you know? (laughs) I got so many, I don't know what to do next. I'm freaking out a bit that I'm going to have to put my effort into something else because I've got so much Start the charity, start the charity, start the charity. Yeah, that is a big one. I want it. I the, want Jesse, to, the Jesse Foundation, just to really I'll do, annoy. I'll, I'll do the, the challenge, whatever it is, I'll do it to raise yep. money. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah I need to get something like the Ice Bucket Challenge because that went super viral and, you know, some drug exactly. company somewhere has got a boatload of money to play with now, which is a bit unfortunate. But anyway, um, such is Jesse, I wanted to round out uh, our questions today with um, we've spoken a lot about oils today and uh, the oils that are not usually the good kind, but I know that you are a massive advocate for uh, therapeutic grade uh, essential oils, and we can we can perhaps mention them uh, on the on the podcast. But we've spoken about them before. Can you tell us about how you came across them and the benefits that they have um, implemented into your into your household and your health? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I kind of thought I was, I'm a little bit naive with this hippie stuff. I thought essential oils were stuff that smelt all right and you kind of use in massage and that was kind of end of the line for me. I didn't really think that you could use them for other things. But um, when my son Dominic had salmonella poisoning, I had mastitis at the same time. Ned had eczema um, and Dom was also getting a chest infection. One of the women that follows me on Facebook um, wrote to me and said can I just like send you some stuff up that I think would help like you know I don't want to try and sell it to anything but I really think it could help you and um, I put this digest and blend um, on Dom's stomach and he was you know kind of vomiting and pulling out both ends so it was you know not great um, and he had a drop in water as well because they are 100% pure and some can be used internally although the FDA didn't like that so make your own decisions about what you do there um, but literally within five minutes he had colour back in his face and stopped vomiting and pooping at the same time. So I was pretty impressed with that. Um, and, yeah, then I was using the lavender and geranium on Ned's eczema and it cleared up within 24 hours and he's had perfect skin since and he literally had eczema all over his body. Um, and I've been using it instead of medication for asthma, the breeze blend on the chest. Normally Dom gets a chest infection for like four months in winter. Um, and it cleared up within less than 48 hours with the immune blend on his feet and the breeze blend on his chest. And, yeah, the mastitis blend cleared up my mastitis. So I was pretty impressed, to say the least. Um, and I also make all of my own, like, foaming hand soap, um, all-purpose cleaning spray with the, you know, like, lemon oils and the immune 
blend oil um, and make all of my own household products, toothpaste, all of that kind of thing. Um, because like I said, I'm really passionate about getting rid of the chemicals in our, in our homes because I believe it is a massive concern in terms of health. So yeah, they're amazing. So if you want to know more about that, it's on my blog as well. Um, get in touch and I'm happy to kind of help work out with you what would best suit your family or your needs as well. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's fantastic, Jesse. I mean, there's so much knowledge that um, uh, I'm sure our listeners have gained from today's um, show. And if um, anyone is interested in learning more uh, from Jesse and and her experiences, um, I strongly encourage you to follow Get a Fresh Start on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also go and visit Jesse's site, which is www.getafreshstart.com.au. Um, so, Jesse, thank you so much for, um, you know, taking on the Heart Foundation and encouraging us to, to get on board. Um, we wish you all the best and we're very keen to, to keep watching it and see how it all unfolds and supporting you along the way. So, thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on that paleo show. You guys are doing a great job getting all of this kind of information out there as well. I know how passionate you all are about it. So, it's really awesome to see and be involved with what you're doing as well. Oh, awesome. Nice. Thank, Thank you, Jesse. Well, until next no week, head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram, share your story, and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.